Welcome to Godable, a daily reading of holy texts known in the Unificationist community as Hundoke. Today we are reading from the Pyeonghwa Gyeong. Pyeonghwa Gyeong, Book 2 God's Homeland and the Peace Kingdom. God and humankind are in a parent child relationship. What are the characteristics of God? God is absolute, unique, eternal, and unchanging. Then who is the owner of love? The owner of love is not man or woman. The owner of love is God. On the foundation of love and through love, God and human beings can unite. This is because both God and human beings absolutely need love. Then, what kind of love does God need? God needs absolute love. What about you? It is the same for you and me. Just as God needs absolute, unique, unchanging, and eternal love, we too need absolute, unique, unchanging, and eternal love. Apparently, we all resemble God. God himself has masculine and feminine characteristics, or positive and negative traits. Human beings who are meant to be the substantial object partners of God were created as men and women. When a man and a woman get married, they become substantial plus and minus partners, and together they represent God. God's will is that when we get married, we need to unite completely on the horizontal plane, with God's vertical love as the center. The human body, representing the earth, operates in the horizontal dimension. On the other hand, the conscience always operates in the vertical dimension, as it seeks the higher perspective. Thus, human beings irresistibly seek the point at which they become one with the vertical standard of God. That point needs to be the center, and man and woman have to meet each other at that point. Thus, when a person, born from that center, grows up experiencing the love of a child, the love between brothers and sisters, and conjugal love, that person's mature body represents the earth, and that person's mature mind centers on God. At this ultimate point, mind and body become one vertically and horizontally, thereby establishing a base for happiness. God, the absolute being, will rejoice only in that place, with absolute love at the center. In that place, husband and wife, who are love partners, will rejoice as well. When the relationships of parent and child, husband and wife, and brother and sister, representing north and south, east and west, and front and back, respectively, achieve perfect unity with that single point as their center, an ideal spherical shape is generated. Thus, people in the east have an adage that parents and children form one body. Furthermore, they consider husband and wife, as well as brother and sister, as forming one body. What is the basis for that traditional wisdom? All of that is made possible when the three types of relationships form a sphere, extending in all directions with true love as their center. Those relationships need to form a sphere with a single center. There must be only one center. Unification is possible because those relationships share the same center. The relationship between God and us is a parent-child relationship. Thus, we need to become one with God, with true love as the center. God and human beings in unity. Ladies and gentlemen, how lofty is human desire? Your mind wants to reach higher than God. No matter how lowly a person is, he or she can desire a world even greater than that of God's desire. 
As a beloved son or daughter of God, if you say to God, Father, please come, will he not come? No matter how plain a man's wife may be, if he really loves her, he will naturally go to her when she calls. With unity founded on true love, the husband will respond to his wife's beckoning, the elder will follow the younger's call, and the younger will follow the elder's call. None of them will ever want to separate from the other. If God were alone, would he feel lonely or not? How can we know that he would feel lonely? Ladies and gentlemen, do you have love? Do you have life? Do you have lineage that comes from sperm and ova? Do you have a conscience? You affirm all these things, yet have you seen love? Have you seen life? Have you seen lineage? Have you seen the conscience? Have you ever touched these things? You are aware of their existence, although you cannot see or touch them. You know them only through your intuition. By the same token, even though you have not seen or touched God, you cannot say that he does not exist. What is more important, that which is visible or that which is invisible? I am sure you realize that the invisible is more important than the visible. You can see and touch money, however you cannot see or touch love, life, lineage, and conscience. We all have them, so why can we not see them? It is because they are one with us. When your mind and body are in perfect balance, you do not feel them. Do you feel your eyes blinking? Try counting the number of times you blink over a period of three hours. Do you count the number of breaths you take every day? Touch the left side of your chest with your right hand. Do you feel something beating? You can feel your heart beating. How many times each day do you hear the sound of your heart beating? Through a stethoscope, your heartbeat may sound like the booming of a bomb going off. Yet, when we are busy, we can go for weeks and months without feeling it. Think about it. We immediately feel a small fly sitting on our head. Yet, we cannot feel our heart beating, although its movement is a hundred times greater than that of the alighting of a fly. It is because we are one with our own body. You may consider it rude if I share this with you. However, I would like to give you some unusual examples. You use the bathroom each morning. When you defecate, do you wear a gas mask? This is not a laughing matter, but a serious one. If you are near someone else defecating, you will quickly move a good distance away. However, when you smell your own feces, you barely notice it. This is because the fecal matter was one with your body. Therefore, you do not experience it as offensive. When you were young, did you ever taste the dried mucus from your nose? Does it taste sweet or salty? It's salty, right? Since you can answer that, you must have tasted it. Why did you not feel that it was dirty? That is because it was part of your body. Reverend Moon has figured out something that no one else in the world has known. When you cough up phlegm, you sometimes swallow it, right? What about you who have gathered here today? Have you ever had that experience? Be honest. Why do you not feel it is dirty? It is because the phlegm was one with your body. We all eat three meals a day, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. If you go about 12 inches down from your mouth, there is a fertilizer factory. By eating three meals a day, we provide raw materials for that fertilizer factory. After knowing that, can you still put food into your mouth? We know that there is a fertilizer factory in our stomach, yet we live on without feeling its presence. Why do we not feel it? 
It is because it is part of us. Tune in tomorrow for the continuation of the speech on In Search of the Origin of the Universe. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Godable. Godable is brought to you by the National Victory Fund and support from listeners like you. To donate, visit godable.org. Thank you.